Music Ray Gun. I'm Paul Ciampanelli. I'm Kirk Pinchon. This is the show where we pick a musical topic, then we watch a bunch of YouTube clips about that topic. And if you go to musicraygun.com slash playlists, you'll find a playlist of all the clips so you can see what we're talking about. Right, Kirk? Hells yeah. And you should go to musicraygun.com slash playlists. I'm saying it again because a friend of mine who said he listened to the show that I mentioned the playlist, he was like, oh, I didn't know you had that. I'm like, I what? say it at the beginning of every say show. every time. But I do kind of blow right past it. So, so it bears repeating. You, you can and are encouraged to watch all the videos that we watch by going to musicraygun.com slash playlists. Pretty easy to remember. Yeah, come on. Um, so what are we here to talk about today, Kirk? Today, it's Christmas time. It's our Christmas episode. Yay! Our holiday episode. Our holiday episode. That's I don't right. know if anything we're going to watch includes other holidays, no, it, but it's the no, holiday, it's season. holiday season. And Paul has decorated his place and it's delightful. Yeah, I... Uh, I get into. I love Christmas. You're you're going hard early. Too. I mean, some it, people are always surprised that I like Christmas a little bit because of you know your demeanor of uh, punk. Fuck it all. Is that my demeanor? <laughs> I just like the <laughs> music, the man. I just like the music. It's <laughs> like get into it. But your place I, is great. Yeah, I love Christmas. I love all the music. Yes. Uh, I don't know. How do you feel about Christmas? I love Christmas music. I do feel that I have to listen to it the week of Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. a little before as I can, I don't really like it, but the week of Thanksgiving till Christmas day. Yeah. Uh, Music, Christmas music on the 26th really makes me sad. Like I get really, I get down. I get really like, ah, why is it the 26th and the Christmas? It really bothers me. Yeah, the Christmas hangover. Yeah, I get a Christmas hangover, but only because of the music. I'll go until January 2nd. Really? Yeah. Too long. Well, I mean, technically Christmas goes until January 6th, but, you know. It's, yeah, it's, it's way yeah, too much. You're back to reality by then. But, yeah, I mean, uh, I know there's people who hate Christmas music, and I'm like, no way, there's so much good Christmas music. I mean, there. there are even people who like Christmas but hate the music. Yeah, yes, I Which know a lot of I understand because a lot of it, I can see that it's annoying. Yeah. And it's the same thing every year, and people get sick of it. But I love the cheesier, the more yeah. I like it. Like, I listen to all that Perry Como shit. And oh, I, yeah. I love it all. I love the standards. I know I, we probably don't go. We, we're not going obvious on this. Podcast, no, we're going off the beaten path. A little yes, bit, a little. That's that's what we do. But let it be known that yeah, the classics. I'm, I love the Christmas okay. song. Have yourself a very merry Christmas. I love yeah. all that. I mean, there's no such song with that title. But have yourself a merry little Christmas. Have yourself. Have yourself. Oh, I, I don't remember what you said. Little Christmas. I think it says a little merry. Christmas. Yeah, I was trying to pass pass over. I'm just uh, giving you a hard time. That's all right. Because it's Christmas, and that's, <laughs> that's, that's what we do. We that's give people a hard time. You give, you give people shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell them all the things that they're doing wrong. That's right. Yeah, well, I'm glad you like. Because I didn't ask you before. I was like, we're going to do a Christmas episode. Oh no, I was down. And it wasn't until today I was like, Kirk might hate Christmas music. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm this might have been a fully down. Uh, well, good, because we're going to start with, well, do you have any, I don't have any corrections or clarifications. Oh, yes. To make, uh, I have one, uh, I guess, addendum uh, that I've been meaning to talk about. And I keep forgetting because it was in the past two shows. Mm-hmm. In uh, the dance episode, as well as Grab Bag, uh, Michael Chambers, Boogaloo Shrimp, was mm-hmm. in both. And I always wanted to mention, for those of you who are like, oh, who's Michael Chambers? He was also uh, Scat Cat in Opposites Tracked. From Paula Abdul. Well, what like they, the da- they did the he did the they rotoscoped his dancing. For yes, the they rotoscoped character. his dancing for the animated character. Oh. And that was his last big 
kind of claim to fame. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? He needs he needs a little uh, love on that. Ooh, he also... Uh, oh, I didn't put my phone off because I'm not professional. <laughs> it's a really... But also, point. no one's paying us to do this podcast, so it's <laughs> not professional. We can do what we want. Yeah. Uh, he celebrated uh, his 50th birthday while that episode was coming. Yes, yeah. which was great. And you so, honored it which I, on Instagram, which I love. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the day that I posted his picture doing the broom dance on Instagram was his actual yeah, birthday. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. But that was that was it. Yeah, good. And happy belated birthday to Michael James. To Boogaloo. Yeah. Uh, let's get into our first clip, which is your pick. Yes. From one of my favorite Christmas specials I, ever. It's fantastic. Not surprising. I'd forgotten all about it until I started digging. I was like, oh my God, I forgot all about this Christmas special. I think it's on Netflix. I watched it a couple years ago. Oh, it is? Because he... It, it might, might not be anymore, but anymore, I think it yeah. was. This yes. is Pee-wee's Playhouse. Yes. Christmas uh, special. I assume people are familiar with Pee-wee's Playhouse. How can you not? People, come on. But if you're not, it was... Pee-wee Herman was a character that mm. Paul Rubens did originally at the Groundlings in the yep. 80s. He had a popular movie called... Everyone knows Pee-wee's Everyone knows Big Pee-wee. Come on, guys. Well, all, off the back of Pee-wee's Big Adventure, he, he got a children's show. Which was great. That's a classic of the 80s. Yep. Because um, it's one of those things that was like a cult hit with adults. I oh, imagine yeah. like college kids watched the shit out of that. I show. think I was early high school and I watched it every Saturday. I mean, I was five, yeah. so I was the actual target. Oh, yeah, that's right. You were. I was a child. Oh, yeah, all my friends watched it. We didn't care. We're like, no, we're watching Pee Wee on Saturday morning. Yeah, I've seen it again as an adult, and I was like, yeah, it's great. Oh, it still holds up. Uh, and the Christmas special was great. And there, yes. there are a lot of clips we could have picked, or you could have picked. Yes. But whose appearance did you choose? I chose Grace Jones. Yeah, Grace Jones. <laughs> it's fitting for Pee Wee. Shows up on... The Pee-wee's Playhouse Christmas special. And just Grace Jones to the fullest extent. I mean, we should have Grace Jones on every episode. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, It's funny because I think I maybe know one real Grace Jones, maybe two real Grace Jones songs. But just as an icon, she's awesome. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, what are the warm leatherette? Uh, And then pull up to my bumper. Okay, yeah. She does My Jamaican Guy, which gives you the hook for Doing It by LL Cool. Yes. Yeah. I don't know any other. Oh, I know yeah. those three. <laughs> but like you said, just as like a pop cultural force. Yes. Uh, people know her. Yeah. And we love her. Yeah. And she makes quite an entrance in this clip. Is there does. anything you want to say about it to set it up? Or should we just dive Let's in? Let's just dive right, right into the, the Okay, nice- y'all bring it in. Somebody fit you. I don't remember the male carrier's name on the show. Oh, I don't think I'll remember either. But she's delivering a huge package. (laughs) Do not bend, and it's a (laughs) package. And out comes Grace Jones. In bubble wrap. In bubble wrap. Not that she's in bubble wrap, but the box is. She's in a mink and some sort of body armor. Body armor. This package was supposed to go to the White House, not the Playhouse. Because why is she saying that like it's his fault? Yeah. And why was Grace Jones going to the White House, which would, would this would have been to perform for President Reagan? Reagan? Bush? Uh, either one. I think Reagan. Yeah. So she's just going to do a little Grace Jones action here. She's going to do a little drummer boy. Yeah. Which is. This is one of those Christmas songs people have strong opinions about. I'm not a fan of it. It's not my favorite, but this is a cool version. This is a cool version. And I was like, well, we're not going to do the uh, 
I didn't want to do the Crosby Bowie one because it's too. We, yeah, do it too much. people know that one. Yeah. Because she can sing. She's just so. Her performance on everything is so strange and. Yeah, perfect for the play. Yeah, perfect. And it's so hypnotic. And the best is Pee Wee just like, this is the greatest <laughs> moment ever. Yes. But just he's sitting there like so politely. Oh, no, he's doing his pee Oh, we had that snowball. I feel oh, like did you really? Like yeah, outside. Yeah. Oh, my God. And just her arm gestures are so odd and weird. But yet you're like, no, it fits for Pee Wee. And then that's it. Yeah. That's a good good length for that song. Keep it yeah. tight. You don't need it any longer. You, you get there. Grace Jones is yeah. uh, doing her Grace Jonesness, and yeah. uh, let's you, you move on to the next bit in the Pee Wee Show. They really pack in the bits and the and the guests. <laughs> yes. in that. It, I think it's only like a half an hour, maybe yeah. an hour. I think it's like every time, like here's the next. I can't even remember who's next. I haven't seen it. In it's so long. it's worth finding. Yeah, it's a great. Yeah, it's worth special. digging through. Uh, so this is unique because. We've had a lot of Arsenio Hall clips on the show. Yeah. And they've always been yours. Yeah. And then you send me the videos you wanted for this episode. I'm like, what? No Arsenio Hall? No Arsenio. I guess it's up to me. <laughs> Paul's got to come through. So this is, I don't just watch this every year. I watch it like every month. Because <laughs> I love rap. Yeah. <laughs> I love. <laughs> it's just funny how you said that. I love rap and rap music and I love rappers. Yeah. So... <laughs> So this is a clip from the Arsenio Hall show from 1989 or 90. I'm not sure. This is a group called the New Kids on the Block. Hmm. Not familiar with their work. Uh, Some rappers from Boston. (laughs) But legit rappers, right? Like, they're the real deal. No, this is from their third album, which was a Christmas album called Merry Merry Christmas. They're going to do their song Funky Funky Christmas. Oh, I know Funky 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 Xmas. Xmas. The th- there's a couple of things about this clip before we start. There's five guys in New Kids on the Block. Yes. Of course, there's Donnie. Yep. He's the bad boy. Yep. There's Joey. He's the cute one. Yep. There's Jordan. He's the sexy one. There's Jonathan. He's the shy one. Yep. And there's Danny, and he's Donnie's friend. <laughs> so... <laughs> it's, it's so true. It couldn't be more true. Yeah. But Jonathan is not in this clip. He had a lot of performance anxiety. Yeah, I remember like he he originally would dip out. Yeah. So I guess he was just not feeling it that night. He's not here. Yeah. This was also a time in my my memories of New Kids are pretty vague, even though I was pretty into them at the time because I was like a little boy. I was like six or seven. Um, But I vaguely remember a time where like they were getting a lot of flack for lip syncing and not being very talented. So it's pretty clear to me in this performance on our Arsidio, they're, they're showing like, look, we're not going to lip sync. We're actually going to perform live and sing this yes. song and do these raps. <laughs> For real. And uh, the talent level is underwhelming. Like when you watch this and hear it, yeah. it seems to me like a high school talent show and they're like the four dumb jocks <laughs> who are the popular guys on the football team. Who are like, like, right. Yeah, we're going to do a song too. Because <laughs> they're these dumb dildos from Boston, <laughs> essentially. The new kids. Yeah. I always had a problem with them because I'm like, you're not new edition, so fuck you. Yeah. That was my biggest beef with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, um, 
on their big album, Hanging Tough, yeah. Maurice Starr, who starred in New Edition, yes. wrote all their songs. And on their next proper album, Step by Step, they wrote all their own oh, songs. It's a big difference. And this falls in between them at this Christmas album. And this song was written, I think, solely by Donnie. No. Maybe it was Donnie oh and Marie Star, but it definitely feels like oh. it was written by Donnie. And probably because he was like the rap guy. I mean, <laughs> quote unquote, relatively rap- to maybe Joey Joe yeah. and Jonathan, yeah. he was the rapper. To Jonathan, he was hardcore rap. But the other cool thing about the, the other cool thing, the only cool <laughs> thing about this uh, abomination that we're about to watch is that at the end, Arsenio comes in and does a verse. Oh, and yeah. he blows them all away. That's right, because Cleveland's own. Because Arsenio is Arsenio from Cleveland. Yeah, I don't know he if is. We ever, you, I'm yeah. sure you mentioned he's that. Because yeah. there's another reason why I put Arsenio all so much. Yeah, but he's just a generally talented yeah, guy. Yeah, exactly. And the new kids are not very talented. Oh, I can't so. wait. I think I've seen this, but I've not seen it since. It's it so dumb. They're so dumb. <laughs> oh, that jacket that Arsenio's wearing is amazing. The new kids. And of course, I mean, the crowd can't get the it. The crowd just doesn't care that because it's New Kids on the Like, each New Kid gets a verse and they all go wild for every oh. verse except for Danny's is really subdued. Because Danny's is no one's favorite. No one likes Danny. Look at Donnie with a full head of hair. It's Christmas time. Oh boy, it is really like high school jock guys. Yeah, there's like this is just like the Friday before Christmas at the in the auditorium at school. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and because they're popular, everyone's like, yeah, yeah. Their choreography would be impressive if they were high schoolers. Yes, but as professionals, but it's, compared to New Edition, it's, it's nothing. It's really whack. Yeah. And the whole I'm not wearing a shirt under my jacket. Oh, is, he's gonna show it off. Pop! He pops off his jacket to show nothing. <laughs> to show, oh, well, Jonathan is the sexy one. That's Jordan. Oh, that's what I meant. Jordan. Yeah. Jordan. Jonathan's Jordan. He's also arguably the most talented. Yeah, I mean, he can actually sing. I Jordan, think. yeah, he had a solo hit yeah. later in the night. I remember, I like that song. Yeah. Donnie's talented as an actor. Yeah, he's in Blue Bloods. Yeah. Uh, as a singer and rapper. Uh, Not so much. He's also wearing, like, Super relaxed fit jeans. Yeah, like almost mom jeans. <laughs> you know what? And also, I'm like, for young guys who are professionals, you're really out of breath. Yeah, they're not good. No, I'm they're like, just not good on yeah, any level. I'm like, you guys can't even have the fucking uh, cardio to sing a rap a song, man. Maybe they were super nervous that they weren't going to have a track to sing. They also do the same choreography yeah. over and over. It's the again. same move over. It's the same over. over again. What is that walk? That I don't know what that is. is doing. What is that? <laughs> was that something? No, that was awkward. <laughs> oh, Danny's doing his thing. He's just sort of mumble rapping. Going outside, but we ho ho ho. Is that what he, I don't know. He saw out of breath. I can understand. <laughs> I just want him to take a knee. He's so tired. There's a lot of effort whipping around that rat tail. <laughs> it's actually oh, heavier than this. This is the worst boy band. This is the worst boy band. It's got to be. Right? At least, like, of the ones that became really popular. Yeah, I mean, because the ones that maybe had, like, a mild top 48, you're like, well, you 
you had a top four hit. These were this was huge stock for a few years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's so much running man going on. But it's like so spastic. Yeah, it's, it's not so. Good. It's so. Look how hard we're trying. They're all over the place. Yeah, they're just sort of. Yeah, around. there's no real sort of synchronicity. Like yeah, they're physically boy, all over the place. Oh, well, here comes, okay, here comes Arsenio. Come on, Arsenio. And you can understand him better than any of the new kids. We should have replaced Jonathan Turner. <laughs> should have been like, hey, Sydney, you want to go on tour with us? Get some of that chunky hay magic. <laughs> That's right, he did chunky hay. Oh, I love Arsenio so much. Oh, now they're going into the audience, and you know, all the little girls are losing their shit. Yeah, they really are so, like, frenetic. You're like, calm down, guys. Yeah, it's re- it's just undisciplined. Yes, yes, exactly. It's like, just dial it back a bit. Yeah. Uh, and then like, it just seems so unrehearsed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, and you know they were like, we fucking killed it, guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We just what's fucking that, What's that, it. Uh, that expression, Lord, give me the confidence of a mediocre white man? Yeah. Yes, that's, that's that's what the new kids on the block are. That's what new kids live Overconfident, by. Overconfident, yeah. mediocre mm-hmm. white dudes from Boston. Oh yeah, who are like we're fucking awesome, yeah. <laughs> guys. Except for Jonathan, who had the good sense yes. to be like, I don't think we're good He's enough. Like, He's I like, can't go out there. <laughs> I got some insecurity about this. Yeah, I'm gonna go sell real estate. <laughs> And wisely so. Yeah, Ronnie, Ron, my friend Ronnie told me I should do that. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie DeVoe had some good advice yeah. for me. Go sell real estate. I wonder if that, that there's a chance that actually happened. If it is, that's brilliant. That Ronnie DeVoe told Jonathan Knight, like, hey, man. <laughs> hey, I get you, man. Yeah. I'm up there, too. I start, I got my real estate license, yeah. and I'm blowing up. Do the same. So I just, I watched that clip. Oh. Year round. I'm going to start watching it. It makes me round. so happy. Yeah. It's because, so like great. I said, I love rap. Yeah. You love that rap music, Paul. Yeah, this rap music is good. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, this, that, that's literally probably one of the first raps I ever heard. Probably. Yeah, yeah it would have to be, right? Yeah. Because, oh, like, a lot of like suburban white kids my age, I didn't really get into quote unquote rap until like MC Hammer yeah. and Vanilla Ice in 1990. And this would have been like a year before that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, one of the first five, maybe first three raps wow. I ever heard was Funky Funky Christmas <laughs> on the Merry Merry Christmas album by New Kids on the Block. So you had the album? Oh, on cassette? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had, dude, I had all their albums up until, uh, well, I didn't have the one in 1994. The NK, when they went, when they went hardcore? Right, NK when they OTV. rebranded as NK, I think it's called Face Forward or Face, Face the Music. music. Yeah, with yeah. Dirty Dog, which is a garbage <laughs> No, but I had cassettes of the self-titled debut, right. Hangin' Tough, Merry Merry Christmas, and Step by Step. Even as like a six or seven-year-old, though, I kind of knew when I yeah. heard Step by Step that it was garbage. Oh, yeah, that's garbage. I tell you, I don't hate Right Stuff. It's still no, this no, day. Right Stuff is, that's their biggest hit, and that's the one that is like, okay, this is kind of yeah, it's, right. it's it's a good pop song, yeah. and, and then it just went downhill from there. And as like, Please Don't Go Girl is oh, like a... so bad. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I have a certain amount of nostalgia. Yeah, I, oh, it's 
nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> but yeah, they're the worst. Yeah. <laughs> but like so bad that it's really yeah, entertaining that's actually, to watch them. You can't stop sitting. watching them. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of surprised that this next clip that you picked. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, I know what it is, yes. and it's great. I wouldn't have expected you to pick it. Um, I picked it because I have fond memories of it. This is uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie. Sure. We've talked about SCTV yeah, before. SCTV, and this is doing the 12 Days of Christmas. Yeah. And the reason why I picked it um, is because it they actually played this on the radio when it came out. Yeah. Which is amazing to me nowadays that they would play. And it's pretty long. It's like a five-minute comedy. The 12 Days of Christmas. Yeah. Of course it's long. And they screw it up and it's hysterical. But This was they, like a novelty hit. It was a novelty hit, but they played this every year. When I was a little kid, they played it on rock and pop radio. Yeah. and I mean, I've heard it before, but I've never seen this clip. I've never seen this. This clip is someone went and animated it. So yeah, I don't but know. Like recently, yeah. it's like a yes. new clip, and it's a great clip. Like they do, it's 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 animated, it's mm-hmm. cartoon, and but it's to the exact song. Yeah. Um, but I just I just remember as a kid being in the car in Cleveland, you know, driving here and there with my folks, being freezing, and Christmas music would come on, and you was like, oh, please have that Papa Doug McKenzie song. Really? Yeah, because it was so. Funny. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I love yeah those characters. I love them. I love SCTV. Yeah. Um. But I wouldn't have imagined that as a kid you were like be- like hoping that it yeah, would come on. It was because the Twelve Days of Christmas is one of the worst Christmas. Songs. Oh yeah, it's awful. Of traditional Christmas songs, it's, maybe the worst. Yeah, it's crappy. You can't even listen to it. So you have to have those novelty versions of it. When I was a yes. kid, it was uh, the Twelve Pains of Christmas. Do you remember that one? P a i n s. Yeah, like people complaining about. No, Christmas. I've never heard of that. That was a novelty hit in the nineties. Wow. Uh, but I like the Canadian version. But they played this, and then I almost played it, but I don't like them as much. There's a um, oh, uh, there's a Cheech and Chong Christmas song, but it's more not a Christmas song. It's more like a Christmas story a sketch. Yeah, yeah, that they would play like they would almost sometimes play Bob and Doug McKenzie, and then they go right into the Cheech and Chong. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but I, this is an actual song. So yeah, um, Happy Holidays, Z. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Okay, good day. It's our Christmas part of the album. You can play this at your Christmas parties uh, or to yourself on Christmas Eve. And I think this is like the first time I ever like yeah, acknowledged Canadians. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I think oh, there's for a Canadian lot of Americans Doug. still the ver- like the Bob and Doug McKenzie is their is their version impression yeah. of Canadians. Exactly. Yeah. There's lots of ideas in here, so listen and don't be stuck. Yeah. By the way, that's me. Yeah, it's a cute animated version. It is a really good it's version. Well on the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me beer. <laughs> I just love too how like they're just barely getting through it, yeah. and it, and, and like they're so proud. Two turtlenecks and a beer. <laughs> on the third day, I mean Rick Moranis. I loved him as a kid because he's in Ghostbusters yeah. and Honey I Shrunk the Kids. And then in my 20s, I got like SCTV on DVD and watched it and realized like, oh, he's by far my favorite. Yes. He's a yes. genius. He's a genius. Yeah. He, he does like Jerry Todd. And everything. Yes. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is where they start to, the rails come off. Right after this one. And I could never understand what back bacon was as a kid. It was like Canadian bacon. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what's back bacon? French toast, two turtle and a beer in a tree. 
I mean, our, me and my friends used to sing this all the time. Really? Yeah, because it's uh, super 80s. Yeah. Of you, like, <laughs> particular to your age. Yeah. Yeah, guys my age would totally know this. Because I know this is just like sort of a novelty classic that I'll hear a couple times a year. Oh. But you knew it when it was new. Yes, we knew it when it was like, it came out. Yeah. And um, I think this came out after they had that, their other novelty take off with Getty Lee from Rush. Yeah. Such as their, like, oh yeah. yeah. It was almost like a hit. Take off. Yeah. Take off, you hoser. Yeah. <laughs> and here's where they start. Yeah. And so how old were you when you and your friends were uh, singing this? I think maybe like 12 or something. Okay. Like 11 so, yeah. or 12 or, you know, maybe 13. That must have made you super cool in junior high. <laughs> yeah. Just, oh, the ladies loved it when we yeah. did Bob and Doug McKenzie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hallie Philpott loved it when I sang 12 Days of Christmas with Bob and Doug McKenzie. Well, they're giving you a real fake out right now, aren't they? Because... Now they just, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Oh, that is the end of it. The ending is really more, um, um, they start arguing a bit more like they always do. Like, oh, I was great. You were terrible. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, I didn't, I don't think I heard even uh, one uh, Molson advertisement, (laughs) product placement in there. Not at all. They just went with, usually on the great, on the great white north sketch, they'd have like cases of Molson stacked up behind them. Remember? Did you see their movie Strange Brew? I think I did no. years ago. I, I can't I, remember if I saw it or for just I know about. It. Yeah, I saw it. Uh, I think we I rented it after long after because when it came out, I was too young to see it. Yeah, but uh, it holds up. Yeah, it's All right. Canadian and funny. And, yeah, and weird. And it's always dicey making a movie out of a comedy sketch. Mm-hmm. It usually doesn't work. Yes, and of course, when Wayne's World first came out, I was like, "Oh, this is funny. It's like Bob and Doug McKenzie." Yeah, that's what I really. This is the first thing I. Well, even that started as Canadian. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's, 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 he's Canadian. Yeah, and he yeah. started to, like, Wayne originally was, like, a Canadian kid. Yeah, and they moved it to the suburbs of Illinois. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, okay, this next clip. Here's something we haven't had on the show at all. J-pop. Oh, no, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, for people who don't know, is Japanese pop. Which is fascinating. Yes, and I know... Almost nothing about it. This is one of like maybe two J-pop songs I've ever heard. I, the only J-pop I know is when I see it on a TV when I'm going to get a boba drink. Okay, sure. That's the yes. only time I see J-pop. It's like, oh, okay, all right, I get it. I feel like in recent years too, like K-pop has eclipsed it has, at I least it for has. Western audiences. Yeah. First because of Gangnam Style, which yeah. is K-pop, and now like this new group BTS. Oh, I don't even know. They, like, they literally, last night on the American Music Awards, made their big American debut. But they're, like, the next big thing, this K-pop wow. boy band. But this is Japanese pop. This is a song from, like, 2009 or 2010. I don't even remember where I first heard it. Yeah. Uh, but it's a Japanese song called A Winter Fairy is Melting a Snowman <laughs> by uh, Kayla Kimura. I wonder if that's the literal translation, like, as in, like, that's well, the best they could come up with. the chorus is in English. Oh, it is, And okay. it's just that over and over okay. again. And then the rest of it is in Japanese, and I have no idea what she's going on about, but it's awfully cute. Because it's Japanese. I mean, yeah, thinking, what's, the, what's the Japanese word for cute things? Oh, I know what you're talking about. This is very that. Yeah. Um, but I also kind of like it as a winter song, so I can, I listen to this during the holidays. Okay. Every year. All right. I get a new one to listen to. Yeah. Melting a snowman. A winter fairy's melting a snowman. 
I don't know what that means. Like I don't know in English, I don't know what it's supposed to mean. I feel like it's a deeper meaning that I am not getting. That I am not smart enough to get. Wait, is this the whole song? Is her just doing no, this? No, okay. just the chorus. It's a long chorus. Yeah. Oh my god. And then it's all that hyper... Yeah, the video's like uh, that performance slowed down and then speed it yeah. up sort of, which is stop motion yeah. sort of thing, it looks like. And then the background's all this sort of uh, paper cut. Yeah. yeah. It is very cutesy. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, it's really typical J-pop. Yeah, it really is. I'm not even sure the animation in the back has anything to do with Christmas. No, oh, there it is. There's, there's some, some snow in there. There it goes. Yeah, I stand corrected. And there's some pine trees there. I mean, it's not a Christmas song. It's a winter song. Yeah, that's true. I couldn't tell you, as an ignorant American, the extent yeah. to which Christmas is celebrated in Japan. I don't think very much. I don't know. But this is really like... This is for weeaboos, you know? Say that again? Weeaboos? What's that? That's like American kids who are like way into Japanese anything, like anime oh, fans. Oh, okay. Super far into it, like learn Japanese. Yeah, okay. Like Jap- 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 Japanese culture nerds. And weeaboos. Weeaboo is like the internet's term for it. I know Yes. Okay. Interesting. Now, do we even know who this is? She's a J-pop star. I don't, I don't know any other songs of hers. <laughs> and you have no idea where you heard this. I don't remember. Probably on some podcast or something. But I, I think the, the verses are really like J-poppy. But the yeah. chorus to me is, uh, I don't know, it's wintry. It sounds. <laughs> it is wintry, yeah. Sounds like a J-pop Christmas it sound, it, it, it makes it seem like it's snowing. Yeah. So you've known this song for like eight years? Yeah, something like that. That's amazing. And I never did like a deep dive into this artist to find anything else. You were just like, like you know what? I, she's got this Christmas uh, winter yeah. song. I'm good. It's just like the t- I'll remember it and then immediately it's stuck in my head. Well, that one chorus is now burned into my brain. Right, because it's just the title of the song over yeah. and over again. I will be driving home and going, I was yes, say, exactly, yeah, exactly. But so I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it yet. Yeah. Well, I, you know, like we'll see what happens two days from now when I'm still humming that. <laughs> and I text you going, fuck you, Paul. And you keep watching the video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going off the beaten path for yes. this Christmas episode. So I just want to say for this next clip that you picked, I'm glad that you didn't pick Christmas in Hollis to be. I our, could not do that. Our hip hop. Yeah. Entry into the episode. It's Cause it's too obvious. Too obvious. Like, too obvious. In 1986, when A Very Special Christmas came out, or 87 or 88, whenever yeah. it was, also had that on cassette. Oh, it's a great album. It was like a novelty hit, like, oh, a cool yeah. Christmas rap song by Run DMC. Yeah. At this point, it is a stone cold classic. Yeah, I mean, it's like on Old Navy commercials now. Like, yeah, it's too big for us to bother. Yeah, yeah. You're going to hear it this year. Yeah, there's you no doubt. Us to play. Yeah, you don't need it. You know the, all the yeah. lyrics. It's fucking great. I'm not saying it. it's not great. Yeah. Um, but... Let's find something else to yeah. listen to. So we went, I dug a little deeper, went a little earlier, and did mm-hmm. Curtis Blow. 
Yeah, one yes. of the one of the with the originals, originals who I love, uh, and this is his song "Christmas Wrapping." Yeah, not to be confused with the waitress's Christmas wrapping. <laughs> no, that's a great. I song. love that one, but that, another one that's like too. It's much of always a on. It's yeah. such a good song. Oh, the waitress. We're gonna put some waitresses on yeah. something because they're great. So, is there anything you want to say about Christmas wrapping? No, just, we'll just play. It. We'll talk about awesome. Christmas blow. Yeah. Christmas blow. Christmas blow. <laughs> Christmas blow. That's a different thing. It's funny because this is Curse Blow on Top of the Pops. 1980. January 1980. Yeah. This is, this is like pre, is this even pre Sugar Hill Gang? No. Sugar Hill Gang was like 77, 78. Oh, was it that early? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was like 82. No. So the Sugar Hill Gang, uh, the message might have already been out. No, the message was not out. Uh, but um, Sugar Hill was out. Uh, uh, I think the Treacherous Three was doing stuff. Yeah. So they're out. And you can tell it's still got that disco flavor. Oh yeah. Uh, he's in a suit, yes. which is fascinating. A leisure suit. Yeah. Which is like not very hip hop as, as we it know. was then. It was then. Well, not. I mean, they were already sort of doing tracks. A little later, they started when you're performing on TV. No, you got to class it up a bit. Oh, Kirk feels great. I love this OG yeah, hip-hop flow that's typical. That I love it, and I miss it. Uh, you know, especially with hip-hop, it's... And you get these, like, 12-minute cuts. Yeah. Just verse after verse yeah. after verse. There's tons of verses. There's breaks. Yeah. Uh, you don't get that that much anymore. And it's also, like... I don't know. It's, it's always just more, so much more accessible to me these days. But that's because this is what I grew up on. Yeah. I'm sure kids who listen to, you know... Uh, whatever's big now. Right. Uh, Lamar. And, uh, although I do like Chance Rapper. That... 15 years now they'll be like ah oh, it's this this, uh, this yeah it's no good it's old fashioned it's like yeah. be listening to rock in the 80s and 90s and then like this is oh, like yeah. 50s rock and yeah. oh yeah well my kids are just like this is old yeah 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 Kurt's flow is great he's one of the originals he's got a great song called Basketball which is just him talking about how much basketball is great yeah. and he he uh, name drops all these NBA players and they're so old it's like pre-Jordan pre-Magic Johnson you're just like oh my god Dr. Uh, J and Rima Blue yeah Bernard King you're like oh my god that's I mean, so you love yeah. me already yeah I mean that and he was a superstar in the late 70s um, but yeah, he was one of the original, man. And they don't play this that much. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even know if I've ever heard this before. I only remember it uh, because I was like, I gotta find something besides Christmas and Pops. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw this. I was like, oh yeah, God, that's right. He did Christmas rap. Um, and it's, but it's so it's so early rap. Like there are no jingle bell effects. Yeah. There's no like Christmas. It's honestly just a disco song. He's rapping over about Christmas. Because it's still a party song. It's, yeah, it's still a party song. It just so happens to be Christmassy. But, you know, Christmas rapping, it's mm-hmm. a double entendre, Paul. Right, if the waitress is ripped off and had a yeah. bigger hit <laughs> Well, yeah, <laughs> you're right. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty. Okay, this next one, uh, 
This is a thing. Oh, wait, no, no, not yet. Okay. Yeah. Gale? I, I don't know what this is. Yeah. You, it's weird to me that you don't know what this is. I had a hunch just today that you might not. And I texted you. I was like, yeah. do you know what I want a hippopotamus for Christmas? <laughs> and I was like, nope. And then you're like, what? I was like, that's crazy to me. It's one of my favorite Christmas songs. I, I hope it's not that obscure. I hear it every okay, year. I hope I hear it and go, oh, I know what this is. But from you just name dropping it, I go, I don't know what this is. I mean, how many songs about wanting a hippopotamus for Christmas could you? That's what I don't not? understand. I don't know this. I feel like yeah. I should know this. This is by Gayla Peavy, who was a local child star in Oklahoma City in the early 50s. Mm-hmm. Uh, where she would perform on like local TV and stuff and do commercials. She's like 10 years old and got a recording contract with Columbia Records off of her local fame. Oh my God. And she recorded this song called I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas. And her voice is unique in its like, I don't know if power and strength are over the top, but like if you're expecting a little girl's squeaky voice, She's got a lot more like she she's got like this weird robustness to her voice for a 10 year old girl. Is that what you think the selling point was? I think partly. Yeah. Okay. And she's also got like a Shirley Temple kind of look to her. OK. And then this song is really a silly novelty sort of proto Dr. Demento kind of a hit. But this was a hit in 1953. All right. And I hear it every, like not just me finding it on Spotify, but like. You go to the shopping at the Grove, you might hear like it's a song that gets played at Christmas. I know this. So this is I want a hippopotamus for Christmas by Gayla Peavy. And this video is her. This is from 1953. It's remarkable that they made a music. Yeah, movie. right. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. I have no idea what this is. <laughs> None. She sounds like she's 47 years old. Yeah, she's got a lot of confidence. Yo, yeah, she's like, I know I can sing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the voice is amazing. It was the only real hit she ever had. She's got that confidence of uh, What's her name? Judy. Judy Garland? Yeah, yeah, that's the first thing I met. Her. She's just got that confidence. <laughs> I love the girls in the background who are like her friends. Yeah. Who are just kind of not doing anything except nodding their heads. Yeah, there's no production to this. It's just her singing it. It's not yeah. like they have a fake hippopotamus. Yeah. Wow. How do I not know this? I... Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know what this is. She's dancing. Oh, she, yeah. she's got it. Wow. Wow. Okay. She, like, you know, you know that outside of Oklahoma City until this, no one knew who she was. But like, yeah, at her school in her town in her city, she was the shit. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> she ran shit. Yeah. I'm fascinated by her confidence, just and the quality angelic. of her voice. Yeah, yeah. Right? Just like she knows what she can do with her voice. Yeah. Uh, if I could have that confidence. 
Like, I'm almost, it's almost strange to me that she didn't become a bigger star. Yeah. Yeah, like, she, Maybe she was sunk by the uh, success of her novelty. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm surprised she didn't get, like, a movie contract or, you know. So, I showed you that so I can show you this. Okay. Because originally I wasn't, that's why I asked you. Okay. It's because I wasn't going to just include the song because I figured everybody knows this song. <laughs> Not I. But on a hunch, I checked with you and I'm glad and, I did. Yeah. So, the clip that I originally was going to have is a brief interview with Gayla Peavy from just a couple years ago. She's now in her early 70s. Uh-huh. And this is sort of a where are they now okay. type of thing. And she's still awesome. Oh, good. Right? Like, you you could imagine a, a girl like that would become a monster. <laughs> you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. first, uh, just giving into the fame as a child yeah. and becoming an arrogant piece of shit. And then later in life, being bitter yeah, just, that it didn't last. That didn't, yep. No, this is just a real solid oh, cool. Midwestern lady and like yes. a real mom type. Oh, She's great. It. So let's visit Gayla Peavy now at 74 or whatever. I, it's like my mom's age. I got to figure out if she. I want it the, with the for first of all, she looks fucking cool. She looks amazing. Holy God. Yeah. Don't want to die. No dinky tinker toy. Wanna hippopotamus to play with and enjoy. I drew this with pencil. <laughs> it's, a, it's a picture of a hippopotamus, picture of hippopotamus that she drew. Pencil drawings, and um, oh it, I, I found a picture that looked so much like Matilda, the hippo, live hippo that yeah, was I couldn't draw presented that. to me in 1950. So I don't know if you caught what she just said, but the song was such a hit that the Oklahoma City Zoo. A, like, you know, they presented it as, uh, they raised money yeah. to buy a hippo, and it was presented as, like, buy Gala a hippo. <laughs> but then she donated the hippo uh, to the zoo, right? Okay. And its name was Matilda. That's So she's saying she drew this hippo, because she it's not a picture of Matilda, but she said it no. looks like Matilda, no. so she drew this it's hippo. A great PR move. Oklahoma. And uh, so I thought, that looks like Matilda, and I, I drew it... Uh, and framed it, and then I gave a copy of it to the Oklahoma City Zoo, which they have up in their museum. I want a hippopotamus <sighs> for Christmas. I don't think Santa Claus will mind. She's just you. nice. Yeah, she's well adjusted. She likes hippos. She's got a bunch of hippo toys and figures in her house because, of course, she does. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm surprised uh, that she's not like, yeah, I'm really, it's a song. I don't really care about hippos. Uh, growing out of, and so I think it's interesting that later on I recorded a song about hippos. <laughs> oh, hippo, so she always and, liked hippos. Uh, yeah. So that was kind of foretelling. <laughs> well, at ten years old, I was under contract to Santa hippos. Records, and her house and is decorated with hippos. Fifty-three. They kind of rewrote it a little bit to fit me and to fit the style and the arrangement, and uh, so it was the first song I recorded on Columbia Records. So the first thing she recorded was a hit. Well, it's yeah. very fun. Damn. A Christmas hit, now, which is... After all these years. Yeah. If you're going to have a one-hit wonder, make it a Christmas yeah. song. enjoy it and want to hear it. And um, that, you know, it comes back every year. And actually bigger than ever. 
Huh. You won't have to use a dirty chimney flue. Just bring him through the front door. That's the easy thing to do. Oh, <laughs> and she can still sing. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I just th- thought that was nice. Because here's the thing. If she had grown up and was like, look, I don't want to talk about the I hippo song things, anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm a grown up. And that's something I did when I was a kid. And, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm beyond that now. I'm past it. Please just leave me alone. No one would blame her yeah. if that was her be attitude. Like, I certainly yeah, would. Be like, I get it. I yeah, get it. Yeah. yeah. But she's perfectly happy. Yeah. That she loves the hippo song. And she's also not going the other direction of trying to sell it like, hey, I was the hippo girl. Right. No. She's right in the middle of like. She became oh. a teacher. Then she had her own advertising agency. Oh. And she's, you know, got a husband and a kid and kids and I'm sure grandkids. And she's just a nice Midwestern granny who has this unique part of her life and she loves it and it's great and I think she's great. Yeah. Paul, I love well-adjusted people. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. I'm, I envy them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, they're the best. All right. Uh, yeah, set up this next clip, Kirk. Oh, this, this is, is a real Kirk Christmas We're going song. full-on Christmas F jam. I mean, yeah. I is, mean, it's one of the few uh, sexy Christmas songs, really. Sure. This is Boys to Men, Let It Snow. Hell yeah, it is. Yeah, which uh, is – this is in heavy rotation for me. Yeah. Because uh, they play it on radio all the time. I remember when it was new, when I was yeah. probably in junior high or maybe like sixth grade yeah. or something like that. I like it too because it's, it's, it's an original. I don't yes, know it's not the it. Let It Snow that you know. No. It's, it's the Boys to Men. The Boys to Men snow. original Let It Snow. Now, what this makes me think of, and I, I think you might not know this because when we talked about New Edition, I showed a clip from The Fresh Prince. You were like, yes. I've never really watched that show. Yeah. Boys to Men did the song on The Fresh Prince. They like – had an episode oh. of them in the recording studio recording it, oh, and yeah. Will was there for some reason. <laughs> for some – because it's his show. Yeah. So this um, makes me think of The Fresh Prince. Oh, good. Yeah. This just makes me think of um, smooth jazz because it's on smooth jazz Christmas it's all the really time. really smooth. All it's, it's, the time. It's a boys to men ballad. I put this on CDs. The disappointing thing is that like – this video of it on YouTube is a poor transfer. It the sound, is. the sound is a little. Muffled. I couldn't find anything and else. And it's the only version on. Yeah, that. I was so pissed off. It's such a good song. And and this is when it was still all four of them. This is probably like ninety three, ninety. Yeah, yeah. I think it's probably. Is this even before "I'll Make Love to You" and their second? I album? think it was because this is because Motown Philly came out like ninety one, ninety two. Yeah. yeah, and I bet you, and they still look really young. Mm-hmm. So my guess is like it's either in between the first and second, maybe the second and third, but I don't think so. I mean, it's funny they had so many hits. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, especially for me being like at eighth grade dance age. Yeah, like on bended knee. Yeah, Uh, those were. I'll make love to you. I don't know if they played that one at our at our junior high. They play End of the Road though, right? End of the Road was always the last song (laughs) at the school dance. Goddamn right, it was. Hell yeah, it was. And that's when you find like. 
a girl you really want to dance. And you gotta, with. you gotta, you know, you dance the end of the road as the last song of the night. And you're like, I may never dance again, but yeah. at least I have this moment. Before that song came out, it was always that's what friends are for. Oh, that's bullshit. That's bull. That's a yeah. bunch of bullshit. And yeah. like everyone would do this thing where they'd circle up with their oh, arms around see, each other that. and sway. But then uh, uh, Boys to Men songs came out, and it was like, no, no, no. Yeah. Now it's a slow dance. Yeah. Song. They were. But this is this is a great. I slow love this dance song. song. I love the slow jam song. It's right in my sweet spot. They um. They are the perfect amount. Obviously, new edition is better because new edition has more pizzazz. I, our they new, can our sing new edition. The, yeah, that's what I was going to say. New edition. Boys to Men are better singers, way better. Yes. The way that I've always said, the way that you know Boys to Men are super talented singers, they're not very attractive. <laughs> yes, you've said that about many people, and that is that has not been false yet. Right. Yeah. I. Um, they. They don't have the charisma that and the and the energy that New Edition has. Yes. Uh, they're fine dancers. It's by pure singing talent. They sing so well. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy to me that like four school friends could all have that much talent and just find each other. Yes. Like four guys in the same grade were yeah. just like, let's form a singing group, and they're all fucking and, amazing. And let's be amazing at yeah. it. Yes. Like that's just fate or destiny. Or yeah. You know, there's a voice to men. New edition song. Yes. Okay, yes, which I think it was named after them, which is not the greatest song. I mean, yeah, they, they named themselves yes, after the new song. Edition. Yeah. It's a Johnny Gill song. It's Johnny Gill song, yeah. There's a whole story about that. Uh, but this is a, like, you know, if look, if you're going to fuck to a Christmas song, <laughs> it's gonna you be could this. do worse than this, but it's also a good just like... Yeah. Like Christmas season, Saturday afternoon, yeah. get a cup of eggnog. It's cold out, let's just stay in. And that's the vibe of the video. It's like they're all in this cabin and they're wearing yep. their sweaters. They're just hanging out, playing chess, playing being chess. warm with their with their lady friends. With their ladies. Uh, I love it. I love it. And it's weird to think that they were they had staying power. They lasted a long time. I'm surprised time. they didn't last long. They deserve I mean they had more. I mean they had so many albums that were so big. Yeah. Also it's the the demise of Singing groups. There's not that many singing groups around. Yeah, anymore. like R and B singing got absorbed into hip. Yeah, it's like sing the hook on yeah. this rap, and now it's just like just be one guy singing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, boys I don't know. I'm sure on on R and B stations and like Quiet Storm Radio, Boys to Men maybe still have. Oh, they still fresh hits that I'm just not exposed I don't know. to. I don't think they. But on pop radio, they're they're. Not. I mean, I listen to a lot of R and B radio still, and they don't really. Yeah. I don't think they've recorded in a bit. They might have something in the past three or four years, but nothing that's really landed. Yeah. You know. But uh yeah, let it snow. I've put this on many a CD. It's yeah, it deserves more play at Christmas time. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And thank you for reminding me about it. My pleasure, sir. Uh but now like we had your <laughs> This, I mean, boys to men. I love boys to men, but they're a real. Band. They're a real Kirk band. Yes, this next band is a real Paul. Band. And I don't hate them at all. No, this is the Ramones. Yeah. doing their Christmas song from 1989's "Brain Drain." I album. might know this. Oh, I'm sure you. Yeah. know this. this was sort. This is. This gets played. Again. Yeah, I was gonna say I know this one. This is "Merry Christmas." I don't want to fight tonight yeah. from 1989, and it's a real. 1989 video. It has a similar quality to it to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
as the Christmas in Hollis video. Yeah. That sort of washed out late 80s VHS mm-hmm. kind of look. And also, I feel like the Ramones have a lot in common with Run DMC. I think so, yeah. You know, the, they're the rock and roll Run DMC. Like, you know, the leather jackets, the yeah. kind of uh, almost uniform look among the members. Yeah. Both super New York City. Yeah, I mean, both were about rebellion and everything, so yeah. yeah. So... This this feels a lot to me like the flip side to Christmas and Hollis. Okay, good. But it's also like a little bit of a rock and roll ballad. It's a real Joey song. <laughs> it's a real Joey song. I love this song. Merry Christmas. I don't want to fight tonight. But it's got a little a little skit that opens and closes it with this couple fighting. Okay. This real New York couple. And this is 89? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's 89 just by what? what she's wearing. What do you think you are doing? What? I'm reading a Christmas carol. Oh, since when did you learn the way? Don't start it's, Don't Oh, my God. We, this we is great. We were supposed to visit my parents in Mineola. But no, we have to have a Christmas party. God, she looks your- real familiar. Angry Italian and Jewish girls from the East Coast with thick accents. Both make me feel super, like, at home and also, like, I'm very attracted to. Well, that's right. I mean, Rhode Island. Yeah. That's right there. Yeah. And she sounds like Karen in Goodfellas <laughs> yelling at Ray Liotta, you know? Yes. Although this, this is ahead of that, like, over here. Yes. Yeah. Now, you said this is 89? Yeah. Where where were they in '89? What was their? This was a hit for them. They had a hit with Pet Cemetery. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But their heyday is much earlier. So. Yeah, a couple years earlier, they released their greatest hits and okay. released "I Want to Be Sedated" as a single to promote their greatest hits. Okay. So that became a big hit for them in the late '80s. Okay, yeah. They're a little like. Um, less grungy as, as a punk band than they were in the early This years. sounds a little, not so much, I don't want to say polished, but it is more polished. You can yeah. hear like the sound, this sounds like an 80s rock song. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, also, like, they're always, they've always been influenced by like 50s rock and roll and 60s yeah. girl, girl groups. So it's got like that, this song especially to me. Yeah. Is this is very 60s. Is this the original band? This is all the same guys? No, that's CJ. DD's not with them right now. CJ's playing bass. Okay. Tommy quit after their third album, so Marky's playing. Marky was their drummer for most of their Okay, okay. Uh, DD would have just left. In fact, oh. I think he plays on the album, but CJ's in the video. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> They're still fighting. Yeah, yeah. I just love Joey Rolando. He's so cuddly. <laughs> it's great, too, because the couple is really fighting. Yeah. They're, like, smacking each other and choking and each other. And, like, the room's filling with other people, and they're just not paying attention, yeah. which is so New York. Yeah. To just not give a shit about it. Yeah, they're fucking fighting. Yeah. Whatever. Let them work it out. Yeah, they'll figure it out. It's not my problem. Yeah. Californians would be like, oh, you guys are just really ruining the vibe. Guys, you're, you're, so you're so negative. We shouldn't fight like this on Christmas. What's the okay? thing? I'm sorry. Oh, she's great. Oh, 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 I love you so much. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I feel like we're together forever, you know? Yes, <laughs> together forever. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that's your sweet spot right there. Oh, that's so sweet. 
How he did the ho 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 as vomit sound. Yeah, those. <laughs> yeah, somewhere along the way, they just kind of got like more cartoonish and like yeah. toilet humory. Yeah, because uh, they're not, at, the, at that point they were way less edgy than they were when they started. And yeah, we're sort of I can like see that Hanna Barbera cartoon characters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, when you're doing the theme song to Pet Cemetery, you know. It's... Yeah, and then in the '90s when they re-recorded the Spider-Man theme song for that. Uh, oh yeah. Saturday morning cartoon shows greatest hits album. I remember hearing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Uh, okay, what do we have next? A very especially sad song <laughs> because this, of oh, like this year only will this song because yeah. of its title carry so much weight. Yes, yes. This is uh, Wham's Last Christmas. Right. Which is a pretty popular song for, for our podcast. Sure, this is probably the most mainstream yes. hit we have um, here. But we need to touch upon it because what happened literally last Christmas. Yeah. George Michael died. died. Yeah. Yeah, which was very sad. On Christmas Day last uh, year. I, it, George Michael's fucking amazing. Just. George Michael is so amazing and I feel like doesn't get the credit he's due because of his own decision to retreat from stardom yeah. after the like Listen Without Prejudice album in yeah. the early 90s. Um, well, I mean, he had a hit with he Jesus, had, Jesus to a Child a few yeah. years later, but still. He had Outside, that was a, kind of a hit. And so. so much of what he was doing in the early 90s was about being uncomfortable with fame. And you can yeah. tell that he backed away of his own choice. Yeah. But unfortunately, I feel like he gets less credit now because of it. Yeah, I think it's that. And then if you look at because it's the early 80s and the fashion that he did and it's pop music, it's it's really easy to dismiss. Yeah. Which is bullshit because he's creating amazing works of art of pop music. Yeah. I love George Michael. Yeah, uh, me too. And I, I also put this on because uh, this is uh, – my wife's favorite Christmas song. Really? And she'd be really fucking mad at me if I didn't <laughs> put it on a Christmas podcast. From what I know of Anne's taste, which is little, uh, but from what yes. I know, I'm surprised to learn that She's last a Christmas huge song. Wham fan. Okay. A huge Wham, and this is her this is her favorite Christmas song. What I like about this song is the instrumentation is so cheesy. Yes. It sounds like a Toy Casio yeah, keyboard like demo. Just on it. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like you hit the demo and then yeah. this comes on. Yeah, but it's a but sad his song. vocals are so good yeah. that it lifts yeah. the cheesiness up. And it's a, it's a melancholy song, which yeah. is why I like it too. Which sometimes for Christmas you need a melancholy song. Like this is so lame. This is real. Like dip, dip, dip. yeah, but now, then this, but this doesn't change. It's just once he starts singing, you're like, oh, yeah. oh my god. Yeah, he, that, people also sleep on his voice. He can fucking sing. Yeah. He's a super fan. Yeah. This is great. I was never quite sure what Andrew originally did. <laughs> I wasn't sure either. And here's my guess. And I, I might be speaking out of turn, but 
I thought he kind of played guitar. Yeah. Kind of. I think he was writing it. I don't think so. Maybe a little bit here and there. I was always under the impression that Wham was kind of like his thing of his thing of like George, let's form a band, dude. Yeah, yeah. Because he was like the gregarious one and good looking and good with people. And he was like, George, you're talented as fuck. Let's form this band. We'll be fucking huge. Yeah. And I think he brought George out. I right. think that's his talent. Bringing George and, out. Andrew originally gave George Michael to the world. That's my theory. Yeah. My theory is that he could have talent. He's like, everyone, ladies and gentlemen, George Michael, you're welcome. I'll take my money and leave. <laughs> um, yeah. Andrew's always fascinating. Yeah. Uh, and there, what is this? 1984. So there's George is like 20, 21. Yeah, because this is after uh, Make It Big. Yeah, definitely it's after Wham Rap. Yeah, after Wham Rap was a little earlier. After uh, so it might be a little bit before like Freedom. It, it's before Freedom, before everything she wants. Yeah, their best song. Uh, but yeah, I love this song. Andrew Ridgely has always been fascinating to me because you're, it is like, what did you do? Yeah. And I, it's not like Peter Scolari where it's like you're talented, but you were just over you were overshadowed yeah. by a super talent. Yeah. Or John Oates, you're like, no, John Oates contributed a yeah. fuck ton. Yeah, he did. Um, it's Andrew Ridgely. It's not clear. Not so clear. And like when they broke up, it always felt like okay. It feels like Andrew's like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go become an ocean conservationist. Is that what he did? I think he did. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. hey, look, he did great. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. And you know what? He saved his money, made millions, and yeah. he's great. Um, oh, the hair is fantastic. Yeah, I love the video of all these just friends hanging out in a ski yeah. cabin. And George is so, a little sad. A little sad. It's a little sad because it's the last. There's Christmas. always there's always melancholy to George Michael, which makes him so great. Yeah, that's the special part of him because he's making these pop songs. But there's always that tinge of sadness. Yeah, there's something about him that yeah. you can tell he's just never that happy. Yeah, and this is a sad song. Yeah, but it's like you said, that's Plinky Casio, you know. Yeah, it's so it's so corny in the intro. And, yeah, just love him eating shit in the snow. <laughs> in that scene. He doesn't he doesn't like stage fall. He no. just wipes out. He takes a header. <laughs> he takes a full on header. Yeah. yeah, but we lost him last Christmas. Yeah, I know. I forgot that it was so close to Christmas, but it really was. Yeah. It was at the end of, like, how many fucking people have to die? Oh, yeah, 26 years. Yeah. So weird with that. Yeah, so weird. Yeah. Um, and it started right around, I don't think it was Christmas Day, but the year before it was right around Christmas that Lemmy from Motorhead died. Oh, yeah, that's right. And that sort of kicked off the whole thing. Yeah, then it became, okay, everyone's going to die. James Brown also died on Christmas Day in 2006. Oh my god. All of a sudden nothing happens this Christmas. Yeah. Except for joy <laughs> and Christmas cheer. That's all we want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I Wham even of itself is gives a short thrift, short trip. Yeah. I mean George Michael solo yeah. overshadows Wham a little bit. Yeah. But there's like Wham I, I think of, and I'm sure most people think of as like the band that George Michael was in before he was George Michael. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Merry Christmas and, and thank, thank you. you. No, yeah. thank you, George. Fun fact: um, 
uh, his bassist is named Dion Estes. Mm-hmm. He has uh, one kind of minor hit that George like, co-wrote and sings back up on, which we'll play in another episode. Sure. Um, he follows me on Twitter. Ooh. You know why? Because I followed him. Yo, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's not so big that he won't follow back on social media. <laughs> no, good guy. Yeah. George Rocco's basis, good guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that was a little melancholy. melancholy. We miss you, George. Yes. Uh, we have one more clip. This is a very short clip that I thought was a good, a nice goodbye thing. Good. This is from 1985. Mm-hmm. It's a Christmas message from Madonna tacked on to like some Australian video countdown show. Huh. But it's, I love it because it's a bunch of takes of her doing it and she she's just like giggling through it and uh, messing it up. Yes. And something about this, I've never looked at Madonna as seeming younger. Like she just seems like just a girl having silly fun. She, yeah, because she probably, to you, she probably seems older because of when you first, like when was your first experience of Madonna? Like I mean, I song? can't remember. Like, it's almost like she was just always there, yeah. like Michael Jackson. Okay. Um, I mean, I feel like I was aware of her pretty early. But even by True Blue, she started to take herself a little bit seriously. Yeah. And there was always so much confidence in her. Oh, like, yeah. Even early on when she was doing just, like, straight-up pop. Yeah. She was kind of like, I'm a fucking boss. Yeah. Like, that's oh, yeah. always been her thing. Oh, yeah. Um, even before she got kind of full of herself, she's always been in charge. Yeah. And this is her just kind of being so silly that she just seems extra young to me. Okay. And she's really, really fucking cute in this clip. Oh, good. I can't wait. 85, that's a good year for Madonna. Okay, wake up, Molly. It's time to humdrum for the last time in 85. Humdrum. That's the show. Oh, pause. (laughs) Madonna in, in glasses. glasses. Yeah. Woo. With her hair up. And she's not like, she's not all madonna out. She's just like in studio. Oh, those 80s really super round, round glasses. Yeah. Oh. She's got her hair up in, yeah. not a ponytail, but she's got it bunched up and she's wearing Pearls. glasses. She looks so cute. Yeah. Oh my God. Like this is as girl next door as Madonna. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not that girl. She's not door. girls next yeah, door. But for her, this is. Yeah. Yeah. Just that giggle, right? Hi, I'm Madonna. I want to wish everybody in Australia a Merry Christmas. Shut up. <laughs> Hi, I'm Madonna. And I want to wish everybody in Australia a Merry Christmas. <laughs> and she has that accent still? Well, yeah, I mean, for all her pretentiousness, yeah. especially now in like her British accent yes. that she puts on, like, Let's not forget that she's just an Italian chick from Detroit. Yeah, exactly. That's what's so awesome about Madonna. Yeah. That is proper. Hello. <laughs> like, she's probably just loopy because she's she, been doing she, a she's million. She's tired. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And she's great. Like, she's doing this show now, but she's probably been in that room all day oh, doing, doing so many doing drops yeah. or whatever. Yeah. All day long. And this is like the last yeah. one. <gasps> Hi, I'm Madonna, and I want to wish everybody in Australia a Merry Christmas. Well, that's so sincere. Hi, I'm, I'm Merry Christmas, and I want to... <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys. <laughs> uh, I kind of wish she had made the glasses her thing. <laughs> yeah, like she Elvis kept the glasses. Why told me to get the hair out of my face, and I want to wish you a Merry Christmas, because... 
That's why. <laughs> She's the best. Because Molly told me to. Because Molly's really a jerk. Anyway, <laughs> Molly's a nerd. Okay. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Part of the Madonna interview. Parts we perhaps shouldn't show, but we couldn't resist it. Merry Christmas from all of us here at Countdown, and from next week, the world's hottest videos roll through a Countdown summer. From Gavin Wood, good night, Australia. Hi, everybody. I want to wish everybody in Australia a Merry Christmas. Okay? Okay. Turn your TV off now. Gosh, that's great. Yeah, we need to have more Madonna. Yeah, I mean, we should just do a Madonna show. I mean, we're not going to stop this. We've said before, we're not going to stop this show until we do a Michael Jackson episode. That's how we're going to end the show. Yeah. Unless we can get Madonna to be a guest on this. Oh, well. That's our goal. That's our goal. We're going to keep doing this show (laughs) until Madonna comes to my shitty Hollywood apartment (laughs) and sits at my kitchen table with us. And we just give her water. Just to talk about True Blue. (laughs) I would be honored. Just to talk about Live to Tell. That would be enough for me. That is such a good fucking song. That's my favorite Madonna song. Oh, that's such a good song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, folks, that does it for this episode of Music Ray Gun. Thank you for listening. If you're a regular listener to Music Ray Gun, as I ask every episode, please give us a rating and consider a review Yeah, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever podcast app you prefer. I want to offer a special shout-out to those listeners who have written reviews for us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you, Australian Tyler, Eileen OC, Dr. Friendship, Aphelion Z, Ching Luck, Treme fan, Chicago Mike B, and Woolies. An extra happy holidays to all of you for writing reviews for our show. Yes. Uh, you can find us and follow us on Facebook and Twitter, where we're at Music Raygun. We're also on Instagram at, at Music Raygun Podcast. And you can always send an email to musicraygun at gmail.com. I'm Paul Champanelli. I'm Cook and John. Until next time. Merry Christmas! Christmas.